My name is Nate Mickle. You're listening to Mickles and Dimes Layer 2, where every interview is dedicated to the simple, the practical, and the underappreciated. Andy Reid is the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, where he has won three Super Bowls. After the most recent championship, his two-star players had this to say about Andy as a leader. First, Travis Kelsey, quote, I got the greatest coach this game has ever seen. He's unbelievable at not only dialing up plays and having everybody prepared, but he's one of the best leaders of men that I've ever seen in my life. I owe my entire career to that guy. I just love him, end quote. Second, Patrick Mahomes, quote, I believe he is the best coach of all time. He brings out the best in me because he lets me be me. He doesn't try to make me anyone else. I don't think I would be the quarterback that I am if I didn't have Coach Reed being my head coach, end quote. I can't imagine two better endorsements of Andy and his leadership style. I hope you enjoy learning from Andy Reed today, because I always do. Well, Andy, it's so great to connect today, and I'm here in Chiefs Kingdom interviewing you, so thanks for taking a few minutes to chat. No, thank you, Nathan, for having me. As you know, I teach leadership, and I imagine you've learned a few things about leadership over the years. So as you think back on the experiences you've had as a leader, are there any experiences that jump out where you learned something especially valuable that you'd most like to pass on to others? Well, I was, I was fortunate enough to have great leaders all the way up through little league sports, through high school and college. I just unbelievable leaders. But I always go to Coach Lavelle Edwards at BYU, who I thought was a phenomenal leader. Um, we've had we've got great leaders in our church. We all all of these things kind of add a tick to your leadership ability, I think. Um, So, uh, but Lavelle Edwards uh, summed it, kind of summed everything up for me uh, as a leader. He, he never was out of control. He was um, honest with people. Um, he, He was a good teacher. And I, I felt like, and he was consistent. I mean, he wasn't changing up and down. It was, the same thing every day. And so those, those are some primary things I've tried to uh, learn from and, and use as a, as a coach and uh, in a leadership position. Yeah, I think this is really interesting that you, you go to Lavelle and, and you talk about never being out of control, honesty, good teacher, consistent. So it made me think of a couple things. First thing I think of is, you know, I'm, I was, you know, watching the Super Bowl a couple weeks ago and Travis Kelsey comes up to you and he's excited and angry because he was out on the play where the team fumbled and he bumps into you. And I thought it was, you know, there's lots of things going through people's heads about, you know, how are you going to respond and how's everybody going to respond? And I thought it was amazing how you addressed it post game. So I'm curious, you know, in that moment, what's going through your mind and how are you thinking about that in terms of, what Coach Edwards taught you about, you know, never being out of control. Yeah, so it also helped that I had five children. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that also helped. Uh, but Travis and I are close, and he's the oldest player on our team. He's been there the same. We drafted him the first year uh, that I was the head coach. And um, so I've watched him grow up. We've been through some highs and some lows, and uh, we've built a relationship. So when something like that comes up, um, he's young, he's emotional. It's a big stage. Um, and, and so 
you don't overreact. He he's the one out there playing. He's the one that has to put all those emotions um, into action, and it's got to be a positive action on the field. So uh, uh, on the other hand, I I also realize his passion, and and so that when when somebody does something like that. Uh, it's best to just calm both sides. It's best for me to step back, calm myself, and, and definitely uh, let him calm down. And and so that's that's what I've learned in, in those tighter situations when things come up. Just take a step back, take a deep breath, um, uh, make sure you evaluate the situation, and and then try to make it work so you, you can be functional um, afterwards. And um in a positive way so that that's kind of what the process i guess my my mind went through uh during that time well and i, I thought it was especially interesting post game it, it seemed like based on the post game interviews i was watching you addressed the question before anybody even asked it and you started talking about how much you love his passion and uh you know you you appreciated it and and so rather than you know turn it into a negative it, it seems like you were looking at it through that lens of uh and positivity well, I, I understand him. And um, I, I just, I know that game, he wanted to play every play. Yeah. Uh, which is hard. I mean, he's getting, he's uh, closing the door on 40 here. So he's, he's a little bit older and there are plays that we just take him out periodically. Well, he didn't want to be out. He, he knew, he knew that he could help the team. And then um, I, I mean, how do you argue with that? Yeah. I am I a guy that in this day and age, somebody that wants to be in their plane and wants to help the team win. It wasn't a selfish thing. It was, I know I can help the guys. win. You know, yeah. I mean, he was, yeah. he was relaying that message, uh, probably a little crazy, but he was relaying the message, um, that I'm ready. Don't worry about how old I am. I can, I can take care of business here and I can help us win. And he did. In the second half, that's yeah. exactly what he did. So another thing that I thought was really interesting post-game, the, the cameras caught uh, this interaction you had uh, with Chris Jones. So he's kind of on his knees, and, and you, you kind of push him down, and then you uh, like almost like body slam slash bear hug him. Uh, you talk about you know being honest with people and being a good teacher. I imagine you and Chris also have developed a relationship through consistency, because uh, you don't yeah. typically see the head coach, you know, climb on top of or push down one of his players. Yeah, he's a he's a special guy, and you're you're hitting all my special guys here. So <laughs> he, he's a special guy too. Um, and we've been together a long time. He's, he we drafted him, and um, it was one of those crazy situations where he wasn't picked in the first round. He thought he was going to be. He was at the draft dressed in a beautiful red tuxedo and ready to go. And, uh, and it didn't happen. So now he comes in, uh, the second day and that's always a letdown, but he's been a heck of a player for us. Um, and, and he's another one that pushed himself past exhaustion. So our defense had played a number of snaps. He was on the sideline and, uh, I was a little bit tough on him about getting back in the game. You've, and I was kind of counting the clock down. You got two minutes, you got a minute 52, you got a minute 50, so you got a minute 49, get your tail back in there <laughs> and let's go. I mean, you, you can at least exhaust yourself to that point. 
And, and so he had talked to the team the night before and he put it out there that he, he was all in and ready to go. And so he did, he stepped out there and I go, you know what, what a great, what a great thing to take yourself to a place that you, you it's very hard to go to, you know, this from, from playing, there's just, there's a guys won't always reach in there deep and just reach into that spot that just is like no man's land. And you see wrestlers do this all the time. You, you see football players that used to have two a days do that all the time. You go into that spot in there where you, you know, you just don't like it. You don't like going there, but you know, you have to, and uh, to be successful. And so he went there and I'm going, what a great thing, you know? And, and so I'm also partial to the big guys, the offensive defensive <laughs> lineman. He's a defensive lineman. So I knew he could take the weight. Now I didn't know if I could get up. <laughs> I wasn't sure I could get up. After you had, you had some, you I, had some helpers around you. Yeah. But I knew I could get, I knew I could get down there and get on him. So, so I did, I just threw a little body. So I was so happy for him because he, he pushed himself past where he thought he could push himself and he got a championship for it. Well, and, and one of the things that uh, Bronco Mendenhall, my coach always talked about was, you know, developing trust, which takes consistency, delivering results with consistency over time. And so when you're thinking about consistency, being a good teacher and being consistent, how are you trying to emulate those characteristics? Yeah, so, well, consistency is a, a big thing. Trust is huge. Um, you're empowering uh, people around you to be successful and giving them an opportunity to exhaust their potential to be great. And one thing I love about Pat Mahomes, he comes into the huddle uh, every day and he says, let's be great. And he's not saying it just to say it. I mean, he means it. And let's do everything we possibly can to exhaust ourselves to be great in this moment. And that is kind of life. You're sitting here, whether you're a student, whether you're an athlete, um, whether you're both, um, uh, in any profession that you choose, there are going to be some that just kind of slide along. Others, you're going to find that just go above and beyond, and they take whatever our Heavenly Father's given us, and they've exhausted it. They've just taken it and to the limit and to, to, be, to be great. And um, so you're empowering, as a leader, you're empowering people to do that um, as long as you have trust in them and that they have trust in the process. And, and uh, I've, got, I've been fortunate to have people like that or, that have been with me in this whole venture of being an NFL head coach. Well, and maybe last question is you talk about being honest with people. I can imagine the NFL, like other industries, uh, can be very cutthroat at times. And people are tempted to say things that the players want to hear, even if they're not true. So how often are you feeling tempted to be less than honest? And if not, how are you able to get to a place where you were able to always still be tactful and, and connect with the guys, but also be honest? I think most people want you to be honest. Most people want to know how to get from point A to point B and, and, uh, and then kind of be told the right and the wrong. So in other words, to be a teacher, to be a good teacher, I think you have to be honest. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why we're here. That's why I'm doing my job. Um, I take pride in being a good teacher, but with that, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you when you do good. I'm going to tell you, when you need to improve and, and the thing, and I'm going to try to, if I'm telling you something that you need to improve on, I'm going to try to help you get to that goal of improvement. And 
and again, try to maximize whatever that issue is. Let's try to maximize whatever you've got athletically. Let's try to maximize that and get you where that thing that might be considered a negative is now a positive in, in your toolbox. So, um, so that's, you know, that, that's a, a little bit about that, knowing that knowledge is strength, right? So uh, as much as we can, we can learn about whatever subject we're doing, uh, that's, that's strength and it's power and, and, uh, and, and can help you along with the physical part of it. Yeah, really interesting. I've never made this connection between uh, being a great teacher and being honest. Like you make a great point. How can we be a great teacher if we're not speaking the truth? Yes, uh, you have to. You have to do that. Um, uh, and you, if you're gonna, if you're gonna sustain being you in whatever profession you choose, um, then uh, people, you have to be honest. People read through. Uh, if you're not, and and so uh, you start compounding lies upon lies, and and you're going to get caught, and it's not going to be a positive thing, and people are going to reject you, and you're going to be looking in the mirror going, why, and and uh, and so you, you know it, it's best just to put it out there, and there's no better time than now, than in this day and age to be honest, and <laughs> and yeah. in, in, in your life there's no better time with. <laughs> the technology that's out there. And so, um, but I, I may, I, I try to make sure that my players know that I, not everything you're going to hear, you're necessarily going to like, there's going to be a time when you check your ego at the door and be professional and say that this is an enhancement to your profession. It's going to allow you to be greater. And than than what you are now, and you're already one of the best 32 in the whole world. But this is going to allow you to maybe be the best of the 32. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I mean, especially like you mentioned, never been a better time than now. To be honest, there, there's like there's some scripture from the Bible and Isaiah, and it says something about how your your sin your sins will be shouted from the rooftops. And you know, 2,000 years ago, I'm sure uh, many people, maybe other than Isaiah could have never predicted exactly what that might mean. And and so you make a great point. Now is, now is the best time to be honest. It's always been a great time to be honest, but that's right. Uh, there's maybe a, a added reasons to be honest now. And, and certainly to get the best out of people it, to your point, it, you know, it's just excellent that it's, it's required. So, well, Andy, this has been a real treat for me, a real pleasure. Uh, my students, you know, the, the whole Kansas community and, and all the listeners, you know, you're just, you're loved, uh, you know, Travis Kelsey, uh, after the game, Pat Mahomes, after the, the, you know, the most recent Super Bowl, we're just talking about how much, uh, they think you're an incredible coach, but they also just love you. And for me, uh, as I teach leadership to the students, I teach them, look, you, you get to choose to be the leader you want, and you can be the leader that gets results that the people don't really like or don't want to be around. You know, ideally, you can be both somebody who gets results and is is loved. And it just seems like you've been able to to do that in your career. It's just been so great to chat with you. We all hope you can run it back again. But of course, we're pulling for you and the team regardless of outcome. So thanks so much, Andy, for coming on today. Nathan, I appreciate it. Thank you for letting me have the opportunity to do this and uh, go Jayhawks.
Thanks for listening to this episode of Mickles and Dimes with Andy Reid, one of the greatest leaders of all time. When Andy thinks about the most important things he's learned about leadership, he thinks about his role models, from church leaders to Lavelle Edwards. And what Andy especially loved about Lavelle is that he was never out of control. He was honest, he was a good teacher, and he was consistent. And how cool to see how Andy applies these lessons he's learned from Lavelle. For example, keeping control of his emotions when getting bumped to the other side of the 50 by Travis Kelsey in the Super Bowl. Or committing to always be honest with his players because he doesn't believe you can be a good teacher if you're not honest. But I also learned two more things about Andy. First, Andy knows his players. He remembers that Chris Jones was wearing a red tuxedo eight years ago when Chris didn't get drafted in the first round. And Andy knows that Travis Kelsey is the oldest player on the team. He remembers drafting Travis Kelsey in his first year at Kansas City, and he has watched him grow up. Second, Andy loves his players. He loves Travis Kelsey for his passion, loves Travis for putting his body on the line every play, wanting to give more. He loves Chris Jones, committing to do all he could do and then reaching deep into no man's land to help win the Super Bowl. And he loves Patrick Mahomes coming into the huddle every day saying, let's be great. So yes, it's important for leaders to be calm, honest, consistent teachers. But I think Andy is one of the greatest of all time for two additional reasons. He knows his players and he loves them. It's a simple idea. Please take it seriously. Nate Mickle here with two final requests. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to Mickles and Dimes and give this podcast a five-star review on your preferred podcast player. Thanks for your support.